Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers. I am Erin Waters and I am your host. And today I am really shocked that we are going to be talking about the mid-year check-in. I honestly cannot believe that we are about halfway through this year. It has been flying by, but I'm happy to say that it's off to a much better start than last year was. So I'm not too mad about it. If you listened into our clubhouse chat on Sellers After Dark last week, we talked about a similar topic and Ashley and Katie and I kind of checked in with each other and caught up with how our businesses were going, what we had accomplished, what we were looking forward to. So I decided to do a similar check-in for today's episode. And I don't know, I mean, I don't ever really do a formal mid-year check-in, but there's something about being halfway done with the year that just feels like a natural check-in point. And I also think it's good timing with summer coming up because there's been a lot of chatter lately about the best way to spend a TPT seller summer. And that's definitely a loaded topic because there are so many things that you can do with your time in the summer. So I'm thinking that a mid-year check-in is something I should start doing every year because it's a good time to pivot if you have to pivot or a good time to, you know, capitalize off the momentum that you've already been building this year. So today I'm going to catch you up to date on what has been going on in my business. And I'm also going to hopefully give you a couple tips along the way when it comes to taking your plans and rolling with them throughout the year. I think that you know, obviously. So if you are someone who joined us for our jumpstart workshop last year in December, we planned our entire 2021 year in the workshop. And for some of us, that was really scary and kind of like a big leap of faith in ourselves. And there were plenty of conversations around the idea of, well, what happens if something changes? What happens if something unexpected comes up? What do I do with these plans? And I think that's kind of a pretty common myth surrounding goal setting and planning. So I want to tell you right now that if you are someone who is halfway through the year and you're looking at your plans and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done a single thing, (laughs) or maybe you were following them really well. And then a couple months in, you kind of went off in another direction. That is totally okay. When I make goals I like to use them to give myself direction. I don't consider them absolutes, right? And if we did that, we would be setting ourselves up for huge disappointment. I mean, goals are great. And when you set really concrete goals, like quantitative goals, that's kind of a different story. You want to, you know, aim for the number that you've set for yourself, as long as it's based on data and there's a reason behind it. But when you set goals to kind of set yourself up for success for the whole year and you make goals for product creation and email campaigns and things like that, I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and understanding that 
we might be straying from those goals just a little. So I think when you go into a new year or a new plan with that mindset, it kind of helps you relax a little and run your business the way it's meant to be run. Also, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that it's totally okay to pivot and also to expect the unexpected. So with that said, I personally have stayed mostly on track with my with my plans. And I say mostly because the big idea, the big thing that I really wanted to accomplish this year was to get serious about hiring out for my business. And I'm happy to report that that has been going really well. It's definitely been a learning experience, but I'm taking notes because I definitely want to share all of these mistakes and lessons with you guys in the near future. So this was really interesting to me. When I began hiring out, it actually caused me to set up even more systems than I had already had in place in my business. And one of the unexpected perks of hiring out was that it gave me this sense of accountability that I had been missing before, right? When you're your own boss, it's really, really easy to say, oh, I'll just save that for tomorrow or, oh, I'm going to do this another time. But when you have other people depending on you and waiting for you to either give them feedback or give them directions or a new project, you really have to stay on top of things. So that was definitely an unexpected blessing of hiring out. Now, on some days I wouldn't call it a blessing because I uh, you know, there are many days where I found myself being like, "Oh, crap, I have to get something together for my VAs." But in the long run, it, it's all good because we are getting things done and we are moving the business forward, which is the end goal of hiring, right? In addition to a lot of other things. To be honest, all of the lessons I've learned so far this year, for the most part, have come from hiring out for my business and just hiring people in general and working with people in general, because this TPT business can be such a lonely solo gig for so long. So when you finally start working with other people, whether it's a VA here and there or hiring a whole team, eventually uh, there's definitely a learning curve involved. So I would say that my biggest lesson so far from this year, as we near the halfway point is that being a boss of other people is hard. Like I thought that being a boss of myself was hard, but being a boss of other people brings a whole new host of things that will stress you out and add to your plate. But on the flip side, it's also something that has a huge payoff because you are getting help with your business and you are able to unload some of your burden onto other people and they are there to make your life easier in the long run. So it's definitely worth the work that goes into hiring people out, but I definitely underestimated how much work exactly was involved. But I have also learned that when you hire people and use them the right way, because you know how to use them and you know how to onboard them into your business and you know how to train them, they become very valuable assets to your team. So that's been a really cool thing to discover because in the past I have hired out, but it's been, you know, someone for a couple months and then another person for a couple months. And it's been kind of spotty and not very consistent and not very cohesive. So this is the first time I've hired where it actually feels like I've done it the right way and also am utilizing it correctly. 
There's no worse feeling than having to scramble for something for your VA to do just for the sake of giving them something to do. When your projects are purposeful and you have intention behind them, it is such an amazing feeling and totally worth the work of hiring in the right way. And I'm actually currently reading Michael Hyatt's book about having an assistant It's called Your World Class Assistant, and Michael Hyatt talks about his process for finding people to hire for his business, and I'm also rereading The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. He is one of the best people that I've found to get really good information about hiring out and just ways to run a business. So I will report back on those. I think I might do a podcast episode and kind of do a little book review of those two, because I find that they're very valuable when I am learning how to build a team and also learning more um, about hiring out for my business. So that is currently what's happening there. And I'm really glad to have had this experience and I just am really excited to see how it's going. So we'll see how it goes and I will give you an end of the year check-in and then we can talk about how my first year as a boss (laughs) has gone. So I will check back in with you. The next thing I want to talk to you all about was some tools that I'm loving in 2021 so far. So as we near the halfway point, um, and I'm actually sharing one tool with you today, but I wanted to share a little story about how for School of Sellers, Katie, Ashley, and I decided at the end of last year to experiment with some different apps and some different programs. So while we had been diehard Trello users, we decided after discovering Slack, which wins my favorite tool of 2020, after discovering Slack, which is what we use to communicate for School of Sellers, we decided to give ClickUp a try. And ClickUp is kind of like a, it's Trello, but like on steroids. It has all of the card capabilities. You can filter out the different views like Airtable. So you can view things as a spreadsheet in a Kanban style. I mean, the list goes on. It's So it's really, really, a really cool tool that is similar to Trello, but it also has a lot more communication capabilities. So we were really pumped to give ClickUp a go and we really gave it the old college try. Okay. I mean, we, we tried Ashley spent hours, you know, configuring everything. And at the end of the day, when we had tried it out for a while, we decided, you know what, this just isn't working. And so we swallowed our pride and all of those hours that we had spent testing it out. And we have decided to go back to the basics and we are back to using Trello. I have never been happier. It is definitely what we feel most comfortable with. And I use Trello for School of Sellers, but I also use it a ton for my TPT business. And it's also been a really helpful tool going along with the hiring out talk. It's been a really helpful tool to use with my VAs as well. So Trello is my big win of 2021 so far, and I have really high hopes for it going into the second half of this year. So I will keep you posted on that as well. But right now I'm totally team Trello. And I would say my favorite thing that I use it for currently is planning out my social media. So that has been a lifesaver. And dare I say, (laughs) I'm actually enjoying planning out social media content. Yes, I do. 
So that if that says anything for you and you've been on the fence about Trello, give it a shot because I do not think you will be disappointed. Next, I wanted to share with you guys about a surprise that I've had in 2021. When I was reflecting on the first half of this year, I thought, what has surprised me the most out of this year? And I would have to say that TikTok has been my biggest, most enjoyable surprise of the year so far. And I say that it's a surprise because I never in a million years would have thought that I would have a TikTok account, let alone be a content creator for TikTok. Like, I'm not kidding you. That is the most bizarre thing that has ever happened to me from a business standpoint, because I went from hating TikTok and cringing every time I heard the word TikTok to being all about TikTok in a matter of weeks. So TikTok has been a really fun thing for me to discover as a consumer, but it's also starting to morph into something that is going to be a part of my business, which again, is something that I never thought I would say. So we started using TikTok this year. We launched our account in March on, I think like the first week of March. And it was strictly for school of sellers. Katie, Ashley, and I decided, you know what, what the heck, we're just going to do this and try it out and see how it goes. And we were so pleasantly surprised that we will definitely continue doing it. And I'll tell you why I love TikTok. I think it's probably one of the most misunderstood platforms out there right now, because when I started thinking TikTok, I immediately thought like there, no, I'm not going to be making a complete idiot out of myself dancing because I don't dance like, unless I'm like a lot of alcoholic beverages deep. Okay. So dancing was definitely not happening. And I just was not sold on the idea because I do not like to entertain people. I was never one of those teachers who enjoyed like doing the singing and like the whole song and dance. Like I, I just, I'm very uncomfortable with that type of attention. So I was so surprised when I started TikTok as a consumer, like I was just going on the, the platform and watching the videos. And I got so sucked in because TikTok is so much more than all of those trendy dances, like so much more. I don't even ever see those trendy dances anymore. I was shocked to find that TikTok is the best source of information. So if you're looking for tutorials or you want to know some how to do something or how to create something, it is an amazing resource for that and has become like my almost go-to search engine. <laughs> Sorry, Google. And not only that, but people are so nice on TikTok. I mean, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I am on a lot of different social media platforms and there are so many things I see and my immediate thought is, Ooh, I don't even want to look at the comments because I know I'm going to be horrified. Right. I mean, internet comment sections are never a good thing. However, on TikTok, I am repeatedly impressed and just heartwarmed by the amount of kindness that I see on TikTok comment threads. Like I, I go to them expecting the worst and I come out of it having my faith in humanity totally restored because nine times out of 10, I feel like people are really kind and uplifting and it's just a very positive space from, from my experience so far. So that's been a really cool thing to see as a viewer. And the more I became, you know, a fan of watching TikToks, the more I became comfortable with the idea of creating content for it. 
And the reason for this, I think, is because it's really not about, I mean, yes, there are entertaining TikToks, but it's just about people having fun and being themselves and just just filming something and not thinking too much about it and sharing it. And it becomes this really fun and effective way of, you know, sharing and communicating with people. So I would say that if you have been on the fence about TikTok and you are an introvert, I definitely identify as an introvert. I would highly recommend just getting the platform and watching videos for a month and seeing how you feel about it and then kind of checking back in with yourself to see if it's something you'd ever be interested in doing for your business. Because I think you will be very, very surprised once you give it a shot. So that's something that I definitely plan to take with me into the rest of the year. Something that I plan to learn more about and also start an account for my TBT business. So you can stay tuned about that as well. Katie and Ashley and I on Team SOS have talked to another couple of sellers who are going to maybe try to give TikTok a try. So we are going to test out some things and see how it goes. And you know, we'll share our findings with you as we do it. So it'll be definitely an adventure. And finally... I wanted to share something that I'm looking forward to in the rest of 2021. And these are actually several things, but I wanted to close out the episode by looking forward to the next six months. And I am just really, again, I can't say how pleased I am with how this year has been going. It's been going so fast, but there are a lot of cool things coming up. So I would say that the first thing that I'm really looking forward to in the rest of this year is the TPT conference. And I am happy to say that I'm presenting again. Unfortunately, it's virtual again, but I totally understand that was the right call. So I will be sharing about five systems that every teacher seller needs. And I am really excited about this presentation because it's new material. If you've been listening to the podcast or you've taken some of my courses or been inside the Facebook groups, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that it's a lot of material that I haven't shared before. So that's exciting for me as a presenter because as much as I loved my previous sessions, it's nice to do something new for a change. And you know I love systems. So it was right up my alley. I actually just submitted all of the final pieces to my presentation today, right before I recorded this podcast. So I am just so pumped and I'm really looking forward to conference week. I'm definitely looking more forward to it next year when we can all be in person, but I will luckily be with Katie and Ashley in Denver as we tune into all of the presentations and also host the Zoom reflection sessions every single night with the School of Sellers Facebook group. So lots of fun stuff happening just from the conference alone. And then I would say that my second thing I'm looking forward to, as crazy as it sounds, and I hate to be one of those people that, you know, can't just live in the moment and is always looking forward to the next thing, but as crazy as it sounds, I am really looking forward to next year. Like I'm already getting excited for planning 2022. And I think it's probably partly because we've already been planning the jumpstart your year workshop, but that's just getting me in the spirit of planning and setting goals and just getting ready for another year. And I think the reason why I'm looking forward to that too, is that it's going to be our first full normal 
quote unquote, normal year. This year, you know, it has been great, but it still started under the, you know, the shadow of the pandemic and everything. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to complete normal next year. And that is really what Jumpstart Your Year is all about. So I am pouring all of my enthusiasm into the workshop this year and I'm anxiously (laughs) awaiting. So that's another thing I'm looking forward to. And then I think the last thing that I would say I'm looking forward to this year is hopefully meeting and seeing more sellers in real life. I feel like this last year has been such an amazing relationship builder. Like we've been connecting so much deeper inside Facebook groups and online because that's been our only option. And I feel so close to so many people in the TBT community, but these are people that I've never even met face-to-face before. So if I can squeeze in some quick trips or maybe, I don't know, maybe do like regional meetups or something, I would totally be down for stuff like that. So yeah, I think those, that's like my next big TBT goal. So I'm just really grateful for this year. I'm really happy to be where I'm at right now in my business and also in School of Sellers, surrounded by such a supportive community. And I'm really looking forward to catching up with you guys conference week and beyond. So I hope that this episode finds you doing well halfway through the year. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon.